Thanksgiving in the United States, and that means we should be grateful for the good things in our life. This week, we want to talk about some of the gratitude that we'd like to share with you, but more importantly, how you can adopt an attitude and mindset of gratitude to help propel your personal and professional life. And we've got a special guest to help us this week on the Veterinary Viewfinder. to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine and viewfinders. This week, we're tackling a tough topic because our beloved co-host, Becky Mosser, is sadly in the hospital. She's had an accident. We'll give you more details later. She's doing fine, but she's not going to be with us this week. That means you're stuck with me, Dr. Ernie Ward, but have no fear. I have brought a guest who is no stranger to the veterinary viewfinder that is one of the most incredible veterinary technicians on the planet our dear friend and colleague liz houston liz thank you so much for filling in for becky this week thank you so much for having me ernie i am so happy to be here i wish becky were here um as always because unlike some of your listeners i love listening to <laughs> becky's voice and i want to send her i know she'll be listening i want to send her the best wishes and a speedy speedy recovery we love you becky that's right, guys. If you want to send her a note, just send it to veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. She'd love to hear from you guys, but she'll be back in no time, and we'll tell you all about that escapade <laughs> later. But Liz, this week in the United States, and in really much of North America, we celebrate the holiday of Thanksgiving. And and while I'll be the first to say, Liz, that the origins of Thanksgiving I'm uncomfortable with, I still like the sentiment of sort of taking time to reflect on the good things that may have happened in your life, are happening in your life, and how you're making positive change in your life. So, Becky, I mean, Liz, how do you feel? <laughs> yeah, sorry, you expect that a few times. Liz. Liz, how are you kind of reconciling some of the maybe, you know, bad parts of history that led us to Thanksgiving with actually celebrating that day? Yeah, I think I have tried to, as as I do in much of my career and life, uh, compartmentalize it a little bit, yeah, um, right, right. separate, decouple the holiday from the history as much right. as possible. And I like to, as you said, take this time to really focus on the things in my life that I am grateful for. Um, and that is for lots of different reasons. One, Thanksgiving is a great reminder to do that. But we also know we have really good data from the mental health side of the of the world to show us that gratitude helps with you feeling better about your life, feeling better about yourself. And so having an annual reminder to be grateful, I think, is lovely, even though the holiday is problematic. Now, one thing I did to celebrate this holiday, sort of, to celebrate Native American Heritage Month, which is what they've designated. Right, November right. is now Native American Heritage Month. And um, I actually just completed the new module at BlendVet about Native Americans in veterinary medicine. And it was a fantastic program. I would encourage folks to uh, sign up and take a look at that. 
Well, I love that. And of course, I love the stuff that BlendVet's been oh. doing. I mean, again, yeah. to promote diversity and inclusion in our profession. And so, again, if you're interested in that, I love, thanks, Liz, for bringing that. I was not even aware that that was a thing. Yes. But, but you, know, <laughs> you know, Liz, I'll tell you, my social media feed lately has made me feel a bit guilty about celebrating Thanksgiving. And and I get it, right? And and I, I love your approach to compartmentalizing. I do the same thing. But I, I think that, you know, if sometimes if we say, well, I'm just not going to be thankful and have gratitude on this day because the origins of this are a bit murky and suspicious, yeah. then yeah. I think, you know, we're missing an opportunity maybe to celebrate with our loved ones. So I, I don't, viewfinders, I don't have a, an easy answer, but I do know, you know, Liz, that, that I'm trying to, I'm, I'm scrolling extra fast these days past some <laughs> posts that are trying to make me feel guilty for hanging out with my family and saying, hey, let's look back on the year. So, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, gratitude. And you mentioned the mental health aspects. And, you know, I've got, uh, you know, I do a newsletter for Vertical Vet, which is one of my companies, um, called The Altitude each month, Liz. And oddly enough, my December thing is all about, you know, how we can adopt a, a more positive mindset and stop catastrophizing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, over the years, I've shared with my daily gratitude practice. In fact, I'll put links to it once again in the podcast notes. You know, it's 30 seconds in the morning, basically before I reach for my social media or even, even open my eyes. You know, Liz, I just take 30 seconds to spend about 15 seconds or so reflecting on a memory of something that made me happy. It's my family, my practice, my wife, my whatever, right? You know, it's just like quick little reminder of, wow, this was a pretty cool thing that I did in my life. And then I take 15 or so seconds to say, something I'm looking forward to today. Like mm. I get to do something. I don't have to do this thing. I get to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's a way to center and ground myself. Do you do any kind of daily gratitude practice like that or... I would say, you know, generally speaking, I am not as disciplined as Dr. Ernie Ward. Uh, so <laughs> I would say that uh, I try to do a gratitude practice every day. It's not always the first thing in the morning, um, but I do try to remind myself throughout the day, if I haven't done it, to write something down, to, you know, put it in my notes app in my phone, whatever it might be, right. to just think about the things that I'm grateful for. I try to list three to five things that I'm grateful for every day. Uh, I have a friend who's a personal trainer and part of his journey um, to sobriety, he's been sober now for several years. And part of what he did is a gratitude practice as well. And he started a text thread with some folks oh. where every day he would send out the five things he's grateful for today. Wow. And that was such a nice reminder to think about. It's a prompt. Um, right, and right. that's kind of what I think of this time of year as like a prompt. Remember those things that you're grateful for. And, you know, you talk about scrolling and the, the, you know, the anti-colonization message and, and that sort of stuff that's kind of permeating our culture now, which I am grateful right. for. We need right, more right. of that as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I also think there's part of my social media feed is a lot of things that are happening in vet med too that aren't great. Uh, people yeah. who are upset about things, people who don't like the way their management is treating them. They don't like, um, whatever it might be, the way clients are. Take your pick. Um, yeah. and I think if we can focus on the things that we're grateful for, not only in our lives, but in our work, that it makes those, it makes it more fulfilling to go yeah. to work and to, to participate in this really, kind of amazing profession that we're a part of. And I think that uh, more gratitude is never a bad thing. 
Right. And, and you know, and I love that you brought that up because it is that sort of all or nothing thinking, that yeah. net sum zero game that we play with our thoughts. It's like, you know, well, wait a second. There's a lot of bad stuff going on out there. Therefore, there can't be time or room for us to allow that good things are happening. And and guys, we really have to transcend that. You know, it doesn't mean yeah. that by embracing the good in your life that you're somehow uh, ignoring or discounting the bad. No, you can hold these two things at the same time. And, yeah. and, and we really have to. And I think that, you know, I do get frustrated, right? You know, and I'm sure you've probably had the same type of criticisms I've had over the years where it's like, you know, oh, well, Ernie, I guess everything's just perfect in your world then. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. <laughs> Nope, far from it, my friend, yeah. but I do choose to celebrate and try to focus on the good things that are happening. I mean, it goes back to how we train puppies, people. You know, it's like <laughs> you, you, you absolutely reward the behaviors that you desire and you ignore those that you don't unless they're going to cause harm or injury. So, you know, guys, I mean, that's kind of how I, I try to live my life. And I'll tell you, the thing that I found, Liz, and in, in this 57 years I've been on this planet, is the fact that if you learn to train your mind to look, expect good things, right? And focus on those things. When the bad things come, you're more fortified. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, I think too often when we just stay in that negative mindset and everything is bleak and doom and gloom abound, then we never really learn how to have happiness and yeah. joy and meaning. I really believe it's the core of resiliency. Is, yeah, and yeah. it's something that I have learned from my husband because I do tend to catastrophize. I tend to ruminate and I tend to, you know, think about all the terrible things that can happen. And I remember early in our relationship, we might fight and he would say, and we'd be in the middle of a fight, very intense as they are early in a relationship. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Not so much now, but, and he would say to me, he'd look at me and he'd say, uh, what do you remember about our first date or, you know, some good yeah. memory? What, yeah, what, right. what, it, because it takes you out of that, um, spinning that you can get in right. when you're catastrophizing or ruminating or in a fight or emotionally heightened. And I think that, um, I think counter to you, Ernie, I don't think most people look at me and say, oh, you're so positive. You seem like a really positive person. I think most people look at me and say, oh, you're always complaining about something. You're never happy about, you know, anything that these organizations are doing in vet med or with the world. Right. And we have a lot to be unhappy about in the world right now. And in, you know, here sitting here in November 2023, there is a lot to be unhappy yeah, about. Right. Um, and I think that I am, I mean, I know that I am trying to shift that. And I feel if I can shift it in myself, if I can shift myself to a more, an attitude of, of gratitude, if you will, that's <laughs> very yeah. trite, but I feel if I can do that and I can turn my thinking more positively, I, I really do feel that that kind of individual effort rebounds into your community and then into the broader society as well. If we, if we can continue to focus on the things that we're grateful for, the things that we love, I think that it's, it makes things better for everyone. So, so Liz, and, and again, I'm going to counter your counter because I see you <laughs> as an incredibly optimistic, positive force. And, and the reason I say that is because my mindset is gravitating and focused and, and really identifies folks that I believe are trying to make a change. So the people that are agitating, complaining, that yeah. are always prompting change and saying, wait, what, why don't we make this better? Like those are the people <laughs> that I think are the most optimistic. I think you become negative thinking and negative you know, mindset whenever you start to go, we can't change it. 
shut up. You know, why are you complaining? Because nothing's going to get better. So see, you you see what I'm getting at? Like it's a, it's a different way of viewing the world. And, and I agree with you. I think that, 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 there are probably as many people in my life that say this guy must really be angry all the time (laughs) as people that are saying like, man, this dude is a fighter, right? You know, so it it. depends on how you're going to perceive it. So if you find us again, you know, I would encourage you whenever you start to say, you know, gosh, Dr. Ward, stop complaining. You should say, is this complaint legit? Is he actually trying to make progress? Right. And if so, then, you know, maybe I should give this a second thought. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, as a person who's been involved in a lot of different things in life, you know, politics and business and entrepreneur and all, all, you know, all kind of community, blah, 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 Liz, you know, I can tell you that, that you really do need to have those people in your life that are wait that are always going, wait, what, why, why why are we doing it that way? Right. You know, and that is not a, problem all the time. That's actually someone, in my opinion, an experience who's probably trying to make it better. Now, granted, viewfinders, there are people out there that are so trapped in negative thinking that, you know, they just, yeah, they're commiserating in misery. But the reality is you do need people to prompt. If you surround yourself with yes or no people, then life becomes really unbearable and and you just don't progress. Well, see, and this is why I love hanging out with you, Dr. Ward, because... (laughs) (laughs) But truly, I do believe that is the truth. I think the fighters are the people who are honestly, I do believe this, are the most optimistic and among the most positive people. And it's frustrating to keep banging your head against a wall. Uh, but eventually, I truly believe eventually the wall will break. If enough people bang their heads against it, it will break. That, that's the very <laughs> definition of hope, you finders, right? <laughs> I mean, literally banging your head against the wall one day expecting it to fall down, right? Yeah. And and yet you are bloodied well, and bruised and you just keep going at it because you feel like insanity. it Hope or insanity. Hope or insanity. I don't know. Take your pick. Well, yeah. <laughs> viewfinders, I would stop banging the wall expecting it to fall down. Maybe I would then start hitting it. I'd find a jackhammer. You know, I'd find somebody to go around. I'd, there are lots of alternatives. But let's get back to this whole thing because, you know, I, I love the fact that we went back to our profession and, and our personal lives. But, you know, also I think sometimes gratitude you know, when you express it in your personal life, viewfinders, I think it's, it's, it's almost uh, infectious, Liz, you know, it's like, it's like people can only for so long say, shut up being positive and optimistic, you know, either, either they leave the room, you know, which is going to happen around Thanksgiving tables all over our country, (laughs) uh, or, you know, they're going to start to come around and say, okay, all right, I'm sick of hearing how we're going to get through this wall. Let's actually get out and do something. So, you know what, I I do feel like we owe it to our teams, you know, and our family, right? Because I think that if you are a leader in your team, Liz, if you come in with that positive attitude, being grateful, finding those little things that are success and wins in your daily life, like that's how you really change the culture. Yes, I truly believe that. And I think a lot of teams are doing this now with daily huddles, for example, where you Mm -hmm. start the day with maybe it's positive affirmations, maybe it's something you're grateful for. Um, I And some people look at that and say, oh, that's very Pollyanna, or maybe it's like toxic positivity. And I think there's a fine line between 
between toxic positivity and what we're talking about here. I think what we're talking about here is expressing true gratitude for what you have and what you, as you said, what you get to do today. Um, The people you get to care for, the pets you get to care for, Uh, not just at work, but in your lives as well. Everybody out in your, in our lives, we have our own animals, probably all of us, (laughs) Um, you know, and that is um, a privilege to be able to provide care to people and their beloved family members and our own beloved family members. And I think starting your day that way, just like you do, Ernie, when you you said you wake up and you think about something that you're grateful right. for. And I think that is um, powerful. It's a powerful way to start your day because it puts your mind in that vein of looking for things that yeah. are good. I call it tilting towards optimism, yes, right? Oh, I my, love that. my day is yes. my day is going to be hit with pessimism and failure. So if I need to tip the scale slightly, right. but getting back to this, you know, and I do agree. Like, um, I, I, I've encountered the same criticisms throughout my professional career because you know it's you no know, secret viewfinders. If you ever seen me lecture, I mean, I'm <laughs> going to come back to this. You know, expressing gratitude, finding the good in, in people, and all that kind of thing. And, and people do say Pollyanna, and they and you know, and now of course this term toxic positivity. But you know, it's re- Liz. In my experience, it's really hard to get to the toxic side of positivity. I mean, you can <laughs> do it, but you know, you really have got to be malicious intent. You know, you got to yes. be seeking out to really manipulate people. And and I. And I just yes. don't, th- I don't think that's the norm. I do see though a whole lot of toxic negativity and toxic <laughs> workplaces. And, and again, the first thing I challenge people when they say it's Pollyanna, this is just, you know, this, this guy who's doing all this woo woo stuff is really to ask yourself, why are you saying that? Right. Mm-hmm. Because again, I think sometimes that comes from a place of such negativity that any positive intrusion is a threat to you. So, you know, again, viewfinders, I don't, I don't have an answer. And there are truly, as, as Liz and I have both said, there are truly toxic toxic, positive things that can happen. I just think they're incredibly rare. Yeah, I think I agree. And I think that when when we talk about toxic positivity, what in my mind, what I hear from people, what I see is that anytime someone raises an issue or, or expresses a concern or identifies a problem, they're shot down. Um, because we don't talk about those things because we don't, we aren't negative here. This, that's, that, that's the toxic yeah, positivity. Yeah. You're never allowed to, to express your full spectrum of feelings. And I think that is, that's a, definitely a problem. Nobody wants to work in a workplace like that. And as positive as it might be on the outside or from the outside, I don't think that that's truly positivity no, because you're no, not I, yeah, because you don't get to express right. your actual feelings about anything. And that can be really difficult. And I think gratitude comes from a real true place. You can't fake it. You right, can't, right. you can't pretend you're grateful for something. Um, because I think just expressing gratitude for something, even if at first you don't necessarily really mean it, it's gonna change your, it actually does change your brain. We know that scientifically neuroscience says that just expressing gratitude actually changes your brain. And, and that is the piece that I find so fascinating about it. And, why I think it's so important that we all do it every day, because it really can make a difference in your overall mental health. 
It really can. And again, you know, I'm, I'm getting in that last half of life. You know, I'm not ashamed of that or embarrassed by it. But, you know, I'll tell you, when you see older people, people my age, people in their late 40s, 50s, 60s, where I am, and they're burnt out, jaded, angry at the world, mm-hmm. those are people that, you know, probably weren't practicing gratitude, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because you, you, what I did when, when I was young, when I was a young person, uh, really before I hit 30, I, I dedicated my, I said, I want to find people that are considerably older than me. And at that time, they were like in their 60s. And I said, I want to, and I, you guys have heard me on, say this on The Viewfinder multiple times, guys, I want to draft off of them. Now, yeah. obviously, you know, I come from world of endurance athletics, so drafting <laughs> means to get behind someone faster than you who's ahead of you, and you reduce the amount of work you have to do because you don't have to break the wind in front of you. You're more aerodynamic. You're saving energy. And you're learning, right? And you go further. That's and right. so I, I set out, and what I found unanimously, Liz, uh, as I was exploring, and a lot of these were, you know, these were people that were, you know, 65 years old, completing, you know, their 15th Ironman, or these were people that, you know, in their 70s were still swimming, you know, you have 2,000 yards a week or whatever, you know, they were, they were actually, you know, I found that most of those people looked at life optimistically. Like mm-hmm. they literally would center their conversation around good things. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't lead off with a, oh boy, did you see the news today? Right. They didn't lead off that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were, they were quick to say, how's your life going? How's your day going? You mm-hmm. know, they were quick to offer advice or assistance, you know, whenever necessary. I, I found a whole different mindset. And I said early in my life, you know what? That's what I want to be. And, and my father, you know, my father who's since passed, you know, I th- he struggled with this, right? He came from a very, very rough upbringing, Liz. And so that kind of leads you to that sort of negative thinking and that mm-hmm. protective catastrophizing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but later in his life, especially after he was diagnosed with cancer, man, that, that dude changed his his stripes, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. He started realizing that, wow, you know, I've got to change my mindset. And I think it was really wonderful to witness, I think, you know, the last decade, you know, decade and a half of his life, Liz, he was a very different man, a a much more enjoyable person to be around. Yeah, I don't, I don't want everyone in our profession to have to get into their 50s and 60s before they're able to feel that way. I really want people to see the, the joy, even in the difficulty of what we do. Uh, There is joy, and there is uh, accomplishment, and there are so many things for us to uh, to be grateful for that we get to do. And I think um, I think there are a few social media vet people who are starting to focus more on that now, which I really love. Instead of yeah. talking about the challenges, everybody knows what the challenges are, and we talk about them ad nauseum. There, there are no, there's no dearth of places to find that. I mean, listen to my episodes of the Vet Tech Cafe podcast, for example. Um, There's a laundry list, yeah. (laughs) But I think that, and like you said, you know, I want younger people to draft on me and on Jeff and Dave and on Becky and on the people who have been in this profession for for a long time. And I'm not going to shy away from the challenges. And at the same time, I can also be grateful for the things that that I get to do and that and the opportunities that this profession has afforded me that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And I think that those are things if if I can get that message out to younger career veterinary technicians and veterinarians, that's something I would love for everyone to take forward is just the amazing privilege that you have to take advantage of the opportunities that this that this profession is going to give you. 
Yeah, and, and you know, Liz, again, it, it bears repeating for the one gazillionth time, both here on the podcast and everywhere in your life. It's about the process. It's about the journey. The yeah. destination, I mean, I haven't arrived yet, Liz. Yeah, is there a destination? <laughs> I'm not sure there is a destination. Right, <laughs> you know, and I think that's the real beauty of life in general is just trying to, you know, continue to put one foot in front of the other, but also being appreciative that you can put one foot in front of the other. That's gratitude, right? And yeah. so no matter how you express it, or articulate it or practice it, you know, I think that viewfinders this holiday just serves as a reminder of the importance to it. Liz, any last bits of, of wisdom that you want to share with the listeners out there as, as maybe they're maybe they're on a drive to or from a, a Thanksgiving <laughs> celebration yeah. with their family? Maybe they're ramped up or worried mm. about getting ramped up. Any last bit of advice mm-hmm. there on how they can yeah. handle it? Deep breaths. Deep, Deep breaths. breaths. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but Truly, you know, I think that this time of year can be incredibly difficult for lots of people for lots of different reasons. Sadness, grief, difficult yeah. relationships with with family, with extended family, even with friends. And I think that um, that while you're driving to your hopefully celebration or your um, required appearance, I right, would right, remember. Right. Got some of those. Yeah. Yes, I would remember just breathe take deep breaths, allow that oxygen to get to the, you know, to your brain and think about all the things that you're grateful for. And if it's not today, think about something that you'll get to do tomorrow that's going to make you happy and fulfilled. Yeah. And, and again, guys, it, life is not all rose-colored glasses and unicorns and rainbows. I mean, there are going to no. be storm clouds and every now and then you have a Thanksgiving dinner that goes south and uh, we've all been there. I do hope that you guys can you know set some healthy boundaries, say, agree to disagree and not continue to perseverate and argue if at all possible. Uh, you know, just watch the parade on TV, <laughs> watch a football game, you know, do anything but talk about politics, maybe, you know, and uh, yes. you might just say, uh, that Thanksgiving dinner from a, a real catastrophe. Well, yes. Liz Houston, I can't thank you enough uh, for filling in. Uh, for Becky, again, Becky, we are thinking about you, uh, missing you, Miss and you, just Becky. wishing you uh, such a, a great recovery. But for everybody else, guys, you know, if you want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and we're on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can email us, or more importantly, you can email Becky uh, <laughs> Get Well Soon at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. I'll have all of Liz's amazing contacts in the notes uh, below. So if you're online, you can just click and find out all the cool stuff she is up to because she is a force to be reckoned with and a force of good and positivity. Again, guys, we wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving and celebrate with your family and remember all the good in your life. Guys, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Hey, we did it. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome.